y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream podcast. This show broadcast out of New York City. We're your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I am a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 84. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget my online store, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. On there, you could find my pins, my stickers, my posters, and original art for sale. So if you're into graffiti merchandise, please check it out. Special shout out to Jay Mack. This past weekend, he had a big event up in New Jersey, Tom's Rivers. Shout out to you, homie, Jay Mack. Oh, yeah. So. So this episode, episode 84. It's a very special episode. As all our episodes are special, like, you know, but this one is extra special. Extra, extra special. It's like having a cheesecake and then putting, like, a cheesecake is great without strawberries on top of it. But then when you put the strawberry syrup and the strawberries on top of the cheesecake, it makes it even more yeah, special. Yeah, it makes it even more special. So that's what this episode is about. Yeah. Well, okay. This episode is special because we got a special guest. We got Mears One. Yeah. Uh, Mears One of the fame of Five Points. Uh, if you guys are familiar with graffiti and New York global mm -hmm. graffiti culture, uh, then you would know about Mears One. Mears One uh, was the curator of Five Points. Five Points was in Queens, New York. Uh, it was the mecca of graffiti for a while. Uh, it had a, a good 20-year run. Um, it attracted tourists from around the world. It was a location where people came to see in New York uh, graffiti all the time, 24-7. There was graffiti artists there the doing first, their thing. first and only um, art open doors museum, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Outdoors, outdoors museum. Yeah. It was the first yeah. of its kind and possibly the last of its kind because I, right. I don't see people really imitating it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we, we uh, you know, Mir's an old friend of mine. He's an old friend of the show. And we finally got a chance to sit down with him on a long car ride. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> way you're going to get him to sit down. Uh, and we got a chance to actually just have a conversation with him. No pressure on him. We didn't talk specifically five points this time around, but we did talk about his career, how he got into graffiti, uh, his view about graffiti art, and just kind of some tips for some some of the graffiti artists coming up. And, yeah, and it things. was a, a very nice conversation between you guys more. Well, Carla, uh, you were in the back seat. You were I just, was in the back seat. I was just, listening. I was I was taking in everything that you guys were saying. That's yes, why sipping coffee and and, and uh, <laughs> eating snacks right yeah. on the road. <laughs> but um, definitely a great conversation that if you are into graffiti or art in general, it's good to hear because it's good to listen from people that had experience in a medium. Um, to know how they describe certain um, concepts and aspects of, of that style of art. So I think it's great and you should take notes. <laughs> 
All right, so with that said, let's get into the interview. Mears One. All right, so I'm here with Mr. Mears One. Finally, how many episodes in are we got now? Uh, 82. 82, 83. 82 episodes, and now you're finally reaching out to me, bro? <laughs> Dude, I feel hurt right now, bro. You know how hard it is to get you to sit down and talk? You know how anybody out there who's ever tried to record I'm not this sitting guy? sitting down now. You know how he's, the man's got one spray can in one hand, he's driving with the other, he's got a cell phone under his arm. He's, <laughs> He's, he's got a yeah. He's got a canvas. Yes. He's painting a canvas with his toes. Like the man's doing as everything. We, as we speak. We're stuck in traffic here on our way up. We're going to Connecticut to a graffiti jam up in Connecticut. Uh, gonna rock some dope pieces. We're full of energy, full of coffee. We're full of conversations. So we figured we'd take this time out to have a nice conversation with Mr. Mears One. Mears One is a graffiti artist, curator. Uh, fine artist, he's done it all. The man's done it all. Um, and a teacher as well. He's definitely, uh, a lot of you people out there in New York have seen him, you know, spreading the knowledge and passing on the information to adults and youth. But right now I just want to talk about Tamir's, the graffiti artist. I want to get a little bit of your background, a little bit of your views on uh, New York graffiti, on graffiti worldwide your beginnings, that kind of stuff. Let's start with the beginnings, Mirs. Go ahead, tell me, how did you get into graffiti? Um, one of, I, I've, I'll, I'll say I was an artist first and foremost. Uh, always liked to draw. Um, when I was in public school, I don't know what grade, so somewhere between first and sixth grade, and coming out into the yard, I noticed uh, Smurfy uh, from Jamaica I did a Smurf in the uh, park on the park house and at the time I you know because I wasn't familiar with graffiti it was background noise I didn't notice it when I saw the smurf face it was the first instance where it caught my eye and I was able to identify what I was looking at which is a smurf icon and it caught my interest being that I was an artist that being said from that moment, you know, where somebody's like, no, that's, that's graffiti, dummy. <laughs> the school didn't hire somebody to do that. I uh, started to take notice to graffiti and um, quickly found that the mischievous act of going around and writing on things was cool and um, started picking up uh, tagging in 87. And uh, wasn't really, uh, it's funny because uh, my ideas of graffiti have changed as I've grown. <clears throat> the idea of all city to me didn't exist. Um, dabbled with bombing. I wouldn't say I was any king of uh, street bombing, but definitely had I had fun running around, being mischievous in, in areas of Queens. Uh, when people were saying going all city, I didn't get the idea of why would I go do something in the Bronx when I don't hang out there. I want to see everything I do. To me, it was like, you know, kind of like a dog marks a corner. I want to, to tag up where I'll be able to follow up on it, to make gotcha. sure it still exists, whatever. Um, and then, you know, got into obviously seeing uh, subway art and uh, spray can art. Those are like my first two ooh -ah kind of uh, pieces of, uh, of literature and then I, I read those books. This is definitely like the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. Mid-80s. Mid-80s. Um, and as I generated a, a nice amount of beef and <laughs> saw the artistic side of piecing and kind of gravitated towards that a little more, <clears throat> um, 
I, uh, I uh, took a different approach and wanted to get into piecing. Now with piecing, uh, I started to try to, to, to get around and, and paint uh, a little more in different areas as opposed to when um, you know I was tagging. And uh, learned a lot in, in traveling you know, to different, uh, back in the 90s, uh, my first piece was 94, and that was spray paint, spray, spray paint, paint piece done in, in Queens, and Far Souls with, I believe, Topaz. What? Um, Shout yeah. out to Topaz. And um, I was hooked from that moment on, and I would find uh, abandoned factories, track sides, uh, rooftops that you could get up and that are pretty dead and you could access. So let me ask you this, what, what did you like, because I remember, I remember my first graffiti piece in spray paint you know I thought I was like like I knew it all because I was doing black books you know because everybody starts with black books first so I, I had sketches and sketches and sketches of outlines and characters and everything then I went to go to my first graffiti piece some handball court and it was a disaster okay no this was out in in actually my first piece was in Elmhurst okay uh, Jackson Heights and it was a disaster. I, I was I spent so many hours to do something that was so mediocre, and just to get a straight line, just to just to even understand what the colors looked like. Cause you look at the spray can and you're like, it's it's blue. You go start painting, you don't realize it's what's the difference between a royal blue and a baby blue until you put it against the brown and you're like, oh shit, these colors don't work. Yeah. Your brain is just not functioning. It's like you're kind of like there's like a tone deafness, a color blindness that happens until you start to really understand the colors that the spray paint are gonna give you and how they interact. So it's, to me it was a nightmare and I don't know what it was for you, oh. your first piece. My first piece came out pretty good considering I worked my ass off to get it because like I didn't have the, the skill set to one take it that we do now, and, right. you know, and, and I worked my ass off on cutbacks and, and, and going back and forth. And you know, we didn't also have this specialty paint they have exactly. now, which is like cheating and yeah, you know, like almost, I mean, that was that was a whole other thing. Yeah. Is you know, you had a Krylon and a Rusto, and one would drip over the other, and you'd be like, well, uh, "Why doesn't this work?" Forever to dry, <laughs> and it cracked, and then, I have and, then a, and then learning the caps. I have a red Rusto. Works. Why wouldn't it go over this black? What's yeah. the matter? It won't go over the black. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and we were cheap then. We uh, we tried to use the same cap fifty times over. <laughs> so no, I mean, um, the first piece as as uh, it took long, but it, I was very pleased with it, and uh, I. I kind of waited a, um, a while. I, I really got good, in, like semi-good in books, I suppose, before I took it. Had the heart to take it to a wall, and uh, due to that fact, I was able to. I'm very quick at, at uh, learning and, and adapting and absorbing information. For instance, when I met you at Hillcrest, um, I had no freaking clue as to how you got those details and cuts. I didn't, you know. So you see, oh, you do the, the black first and all the shading, the dark shading, and then you layer it with the lighter colors on top and you're like, ah. Yeah, that was... And that's when you start to realize dark colors are very overbearing. They, they, they're they harder to do subtle fades as, as if you lay the dark down and come back with, it, with the light tones. I, th I think, I think like, my first graffiti venture huh? was, like, late 80s, like, 88 maybe. And... All that cutback stuff that you're talking about was 90s. So it took me a good oh, yeah. five years oh, yeah. to understand how to use spray paint. Like that first time I used spray paint, I didn't understand how to use spray paint. I did a piece and walked away. Frustrated. I spent an entire day. 
I wasted three times the spray paint that I had to waste of course. to get something mediocre and it was a struggle and I hated myself at the moment, right? Now, so my question to you is, what do you think kept you going? Because I'm sure the first time was a challenge. Just, what what just, kept you going to the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the well, fifth one, the sixth one? The graffiti itself is a, is a, is a competitive sport. It's an ego-driven, it's, it's pushing your boundaries and trying to better yourself. I've always had a dream when I was young and starting, I want to be a legend. I want to be like Don. Don is one of my favorite writers of all time. I'd say definitely my favorite writer. And you're like, you know, being a kid getting into it and seeing these, these, uh, you know, young adult teenagers that are already famous. And you're like, I want to be that. It's no different than being, want to be a, a professional football player or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, totally. And I'm a very hard working person and I'm not ever, I'm very rarely content. Uh, I, I, I don't think I could ever say this is the piece of my life or my career. Right. It just, you know, that hasn't been done yet. And until I'm dead, that won't be able to be an option to look back on. And to me, I think the, the constantly trying to push and better myself and to, uh, to learn and absorb and being a sponge is what differentiates uh, a regular artist that you know gets a style and they get good at it and they stay stuck on stupid and those that keep innovating and pushing the game so so let's talk about style so right there uh we started saying you know first you got to master the spray can and for me it took maybe five years for me to finally get a technique that i can say was my technique with spray paint um that i was comfortable with that i could work with that was predictable for me so I, now i could now i know what's predictable with the with the tools now let me invent some style and that's the next wave it's is tough, style talk tough. to me about style when did you come into your style style so style's tough because no matter how you look at it you're you're absorbing other people's uh ideas and style and technique to to create your own where you have to 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 uh figure out for yourself is you know how much can you absorb without you starting to look like that person gotcha and which is common in graffiti right because it's graffiti very is common in graffiti it's tough and that's homogenous <laughs> that's why you know and, and you could see little like i'm sure you know you can look at each artist and see all right i could see he was influenced by this one and he was influenced and that's okay as to me as long as it isn't a clear distinction They're like wow i know who your daddy is <laughs> and there's a lot of writers like i'm not gonna put no one on blast whatever it is what it is me personally, you could hate my shit or like it. I feel I've come to a point where I've created my own thing that's recognized as mirrors. Gotcha. And I don't like to think that uh, someone will look at me and be like, oh, I can tell who, who schooled you. And, and I worked hard and sat and drew and drew and drew. And you know, growing up, uh, give one little shout out to my dad which I don't give him many um, is uh, in growing up uh, my dad worked as a printer and wasn't really too uh, present in my life but uh, in that sense he would bring me home reams of paper and I, I used to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sheets of paper like I'd have in my closet at any time 50 reams of paper so I would shit 
on paper and discard it like nothing. All right. From tags to throw-ups to everything. Yeah, I was going to say, how much of that paper ended up being just your name over and over, over again? Over and over, <laughs> and over like everything. I went yeah. through, I cut down a, a tropical forest somewhere. Yeah. So that is a big part. And, that, and that's a, a valid thing too. Some people can't afford to buy that many, you know, so you, you have to limit what you do. You have to but, uh, be you know, smart. Some people might see that as a waste of paper or a waste of whatever. But I, I definitely, I have a ton of sketchbooks that if you go through it, you'd be like, was this guy a madman? Like, why was he just writing his name over and over again? And basically what it is, it's like a, it's like a batter practicing his swing. Of course. You got to practice that, that, that physical, you know, muscle memory of practicing strokes so that when you do create art, you have those strokes in your hand. And uh, realistically, I had paper, reams of paper, pads, books, where I would just jot down a thought or a quote of that a song also, yep, yep. Or, or a crew. And because I don't want to just get good at just writing my name. I want to be able to go to a wall and write anybody's name and right. have every letter of the alphabet. And I feel like, you know, I'm not the best in the world, not, not even close, far from the worst, but I feel like I could do every letter. I could write any name, any letter of the alphabet, any number. And, and make it look as if it's my tag and own it. And not be like, oh, he does great mirrors pieces, but that piece he did for his girl looks like shit. You know? Um, I've seen the pieces that you do for Maria and they look great. I, you know, thank you. Like Marie's getting up. I, listen, if I don't, I don't get fed. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, so, you know, and, and like I said, that's my formula. Not everybody has the same. Absolutely. Me also, I've always wanted to be a career artist. Some people don't want to be career artists. Some people like having their job. They could be a city worker. Right. They could be a construction worker by day, and they, they, their hobby is graffiti on the weekend, and that's their getaway and their and their escape. And I respect that. You know, everybody got to figure out what works for them. Yeah. For me, I'm a stubborn bastard, and you know, even when rest in peace to my mother when she was alive, she's like, I know you like the graffiti stuff, but you know, get get a real art job and and keep that as a hobby but you know get find out what you want to do in life yeah and come the end of her life she was like you know what you really you really wanted to do this from day one and you really pushed yourself and, I, and she was proud of me you know she got to see five points in its glory and before it was a threat to be destroyed yeah which makes me happy because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she didn't go out worried yeah. um i mean that's all you want as a parent different topic but that's all you want as a parent is you know, you, you want you want to be the common sense, the sensible voice in their head. You want to be the the grounding voice in their head, even if it goes against your. I'm sure that she, in her heart, wanted you to be the crazy, funky artist that you were, yeah. but was afraid. Well, she because she can't say. She it. was afraid, and she also, she, you know, she was a good mother, and she didn't really get graffiti. But she respected the fact that I love. She's not it. supposed to. It wasn't her. It wasn't yeah. part of her. You know, that's your thing. That it's not her generation. It wasn't. And in the end, even still, didn't really understand it, or, or would take what she did understand and appreciate what she did. Was able to go. I don't get it, but you do, and you're making it work. And you know, like I said, teach your own. This has been my journey, and and I still want to take it as far as I can. I, I think we've made history a few times already. Absolutely. Uh, and you still got more history to go. You still, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned for, for the world of art, you're you're still young and starting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I mean, uh, you know, these 
pop artists and, and, and popular you know, visual artists that are out there getting all the, accolade, all, all the accolades and all the attention and all that, like, that's great. They come and go and they get hot for a minute and fade away. But in the long run, you know, real longevity, you know, artists get into their own in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. That's when they really get into their own. Um, we're talking about mastering your art. We're talking about, do you really have something worth mastering? You know what I mean? And, and I think that's that, that's that mature level of graffiti art that has to be explored more because I think everybody explores the young graffiti artist, the wildcat, the the bomber, the vandal, but no, the or the, even the rebellious pop artist. But nobody really has zoned in on what is a what is worth mastering. Yep. How important is lettering? Lettering in terms of graffiti is the number one factor. I mean, you know, uh, if you don't have. Uh, uh, your style is your fingerprint. You, you know you have to have you, you you have to work hard and you have to have uh, an understanding of spacing, of layering, of uh, you know capital lowercase. It, it, it's it's a lot of work all around. Uh, a, a, a successful piece is a piece that flows correctly and and you know. There's different ways to look at, it could be a, a see-through piece that's layered, it could be a, a wild style, it could be a straight block letter that, that screams to me. Yeah. Because it's done with such an insane style, it doesn't have to do, do with all the arrows and the doodads and the colors and the... Helio Bray, he's a great technician with the technique, you yeah. know? Um, I'd say that that is his, you know, what, what has made him shine out to a lot of people so so you but then there's other artists that i i don't give a shit about the color but their letters are insane are insane and you know it, like i said it, everyone's different me personally i try to stay as well-rounded all around the board i don't want to be I, i'd hate to be someone that goes wow his pieces are so good but his hand style looks like a third grader <laughs> and there are yeah, yeah and yeah. i don't want to be that I, I i take to me I think it's it's harder to develop your penmanship and a, and, a, and, a, and a beautiful hand style than to, to uh, learn how to do wild style mm. because a wild style, like I said, you could copy you could the fluidness that's needed to do a, a proper beautiful hand style takes time and work. There's no if and yeah. or fluffing around. But if you if you I mean you as a and I'm going to use this and I know you're going to shy away from it, but you as a graffiti master, how do you describe your styles? My pieces to me... How do you describe them? They're how? like woven blankets. Like so, woven so, blankets, yeah. nice. All right. So, so everything to me, no matter... Uh, I do a lot of flowy, whippy styles. So like uh, a lot of people know me. A lot of New York writers are on... Uh, East Coast New York writers a lot of times are on a jagged, hard edge, blocky kind of style. Yeah. Uh, West Coast is more of a fluid style. It's more of a, uh, a, a swishy, wish wash kind of fucking, you know, loopy. That's, this is, this is what a graffiti master will tell you. Go ahead, listen up folks. <laughs> <laughs> loopy style and I try to create like a fusion of, of the two because okay. I appreciate New York style. I appreciate West Coast and I worked to find a fusion of the two styles. I also 
uh, study fonts a lot, and fonts create new styles for me. Uh, I do very squared, blocky, angled letters sometimes, which yep. I do every so often. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was on that for a while. Uh, and then sometimes you could take two different complete styles and find a way to merge them together. Yeah. And then create a third. So, you know, to me, as long as the balance is there, and the balance could be very loose and spread, or it could be very tight knit. You know what I mean? It just has to be. It has to make sense from start to finish. Uh, as long as it's successful, you, can, you know, you can do a million different ideas. See, and it, and this, that's a difficult thing, and and that's why I was, I was cautious in my question because I don't want to seed you an answer. But you know, when you're talking about graffiti, we're still developing categories for what, how to describe it. The, there isn't books written on this specifically that I asked you. There's books written on the history of what happened on the subways and what happened in the walls and what happened in here, but there isn't really an analyzation of why these graffiti wild style pieces are what they are and are appreciated for what they are and what categories they fall in. And, and also, why are some wild and some are not so wild? And some are derivative of other styles. Like, we know them because we are constantly mixing letters and mixing styles and trying to invent a new formula that might look appealing. But, but uh, to the average eye, they just see it and they're just like, it's just a thing, it's an object. Somebody made an object and they don't really see what is the shape made out of and why is it made a certain way. Um, and your style, the way you described it, this, this like, you know, this, this fluid, uh, this fluid motion lettering, hard edges sometimes on, on, the, on, the, on the blocky tips. Also, I've seen you do very sharp edged lettering yeah. at times. Um, I think that description, like, I see you still developing that, and I see you still always. evolving that. I'm and, it, evolving. and that, and the reason that I can identify, let's say, those few things, is only because you've allowed us to identify them. Because you've been consistent with certain criteria that you're putting in your pieces that I can say, you know what, I can spot that Mirrors always does this kind of thing. That's his thing. I haven't really seen too many other people do it. Sometimes I'll see somebody else do something similar, and I'm like, hmm, this is looking a little mirrors. Well, I, 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 I think. A uh, big thing I started doing, uh, well, at least, you know, that I started to really enjoy and I started to heavily go, is rooting my pieces, is having the letter yes. the ground. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen and, you do that. And, yeah. that, and that's become a, a, a pretty frequent thing I do. And, I, you know, it, it rubs off. I see other people do it as well. And that's cool. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it's also a reminder to the artist that created it, yo, Trying to, trying to move forward and evolve and just to get onto something else and to, to push it again and keep them catching up rather than keep people have people passionate, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't tend to uh, as much concentrate on color, crazy color, as I'm more letters first for me. Okay. All the colors and that shit is after. Gotcha. I do want to have nice color schemes and I want to, but this year, I want to concentrate more on different techniques and, and, and uh, with you know using and coloring and, and different color patterns that I wouldn't necessarily do. Okay. Or maybe even have I go to do a piece on a wall and not even just bring the paint and have somebody dictate what they think I should do as a fill and outline and, and as a challenge. Yeah. 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 And 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 I want to start doing stuff like that or having my boys do my name in their outline and then taking their outline and then putting my twist on it, 
and think, you know, doing what I'd want to. You know what I mean? That's that's when you've already when you're comfortable in your own skin, yeah. you could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I I uh I, I'll say this too. I can tell you, for as many pieces as I, I love in my career, there are a bunch of, of I don't know what the hell I was thinking pieces, <laughs> but I don't mind them because they were experimental leaps. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you you hit hard, and sometimes you were like, I should have slept in today and not <laughs> set my alarm. But that's what it takes to keep evolving and moving forward. Right. And and let me tell you, bro. The minute you get very comfortable in your skin and think you're king shit, that's when a guy comes out of nowhere and you're like, what rock did you just crawl out of? I've never even seen anything and you just blew my brain in two seconds. So I think one last question I just want to ask you real quick about graffiti pieces and graffiti lettering specifically. How much, how much of your graffiti walls are freestyles, how much of them are pre-planned outlines, how do you feel about the two in your world for yourself? 99.9% um, .9 of my pieces <laughs> are freestyle. Okay. And furthermore, for the last, I'd say, maybe five or six years, um, I started to fuse my two worlds, which I don't think most people do. And a lot of people, when they see me paint, they're like, that's fucking crazy. I, uh, I usually go to a wall and I'll bust a huge tag on the wall. As uh, your sketch. Yeah, and, and this is where practicing all the years, not only my name, other people's names, every letter of the alphabet, every number comes in handy. Uh, because of, you know, if I do a mirrors piece, the M, the E, and then the R, and then the E, right? The E next to the R will lay different than the E next to a T will. Yep. Or, and, and, and because of different letter configurations and doing different names, you come up with different letters that you would never think of with your layout of your or your name. Yeah, I remember you were writing Seren for a while, like you yes, do some Seren pieces. I got bored, I do my name backwards. <laughs> I did mine's M-Y-N-Z. And that was at the time when I was, uh, when uh, C's seven letter MSK was my, he was my go-to partner. We were rockin' burners. And he had a backup tag, yours, Y-O-U-R-S. <laughs> And I, and I was like, mines. It was like a joke. Fucking clown. <laughs> but, but, but it stuck and it, it started rocking them. And, and it helped, it helped. And you had your own purpose. You, yeah, yeah. It helps. So the last, I'd say, since at least 2009 or 10, um, I've been catching tags on a wall. And then I go back in and I, from that skeletal of the tag, will armor up and create the Flesh structured letter. Yeah. And then from there, the extensions and, and whips and to the and to me the, it, it, what it does is the reason why I started doing that is because I would get to a wall and sit and try to strategically come up with a flow and a style from the first letter to the second and by the time I get to the S I'm, I'm, I'm blowing dust out of my ears because I'm burnt mm -hmm. and by laying out a, a really quick blueprint you a get your spacing correct as well as have uh, the opportunity to uh, retain some of your brain for the end of the piece. See, see now, what pleasure would it be to be painting at a wall and have somebody come up to you, a fellow artist, and talk to you about this, as opposed to talking to you about, yo, I know so and so, and yo, you, yo, who, you from New York? Yo, <laughs> you from, yo, can you put my name on the yo, wall? You right? Yo, you, you, yo, this is all you. This she, is all she you. Graffiti writer, so check it out. <laughs> Yo, Mirs, thank you for picking your brain. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna have you back on. We gotta talk more like this, man. We need more of this 
I call this, I, this is this is shop talk, man. We need more graffiti master shop talk. No problem, I'll pick you up next week, we'll drive up to Connecticut for nothing. Exactly, <laughs> just to talk. <laughs> All right, well, that was our interview with Mears One. Uh, our first interview in the podcast with Mears One. Yeah. We've interviewed him in, uh, years ago on the live stream. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we I did. remember. We did. Him and Marie. They came. I made some uh, Mexican food. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was a good time. And Marie yeah. loves to talk. So we got to get Marie on this podcast Definitely. as well. Mm-hmm. Marie of Five Points. We got to get her on here. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a great conversation Mears. I'm glad we got him on here. Uh, looking forward to seeing him this weekend. If anybody's in New York this weekend, um, this weekend, October 5th, uh, we are going to be celebrating the first year anniversary of Mosa Bowery, the, the Museum, Museum of Street, of Street Art. Art. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, this Museum of Street Art is in the staircase of Citizen M um, Hotel in Bowery Street. So this Saturday, we're going to be celebrating the first year anniversary. And there's going to be a special event that if you are in New York, you should definitely check out. It's going to be from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Um, and we're going to be there. Yeah. And you're going to get an opportunity to definitely see their staircase, the art. And I'm sure they're going to have music and everything. Yeah. And if you guys aren't, aren't familiar with what is um, Mosa Bowery, Mosa Bowery is the Museum of Street Art. It was organized by uh, Five Points Creates, mm-hmm. curated by Marie. Yeah. And it was basically a reunion of all the artists from Five Points. Everybody who, uh, the majority of the artists, I mean, you can't get everybody, but the majority of the artists who painted at Five Points are reunited. And we were all given a floor in the staircase of the hotel to do our own pieces within uh, the the, uh, certain theme of the Bowery and what it means to you know, the community in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all kind of did our own subject matter. I think I'm on the 17th floor, something like that. I'm not it's sure. It's the 24th. No, it's <laughs> the 21st floor. I think, yeah, you're like in the 17th floor. I think I'm on the 17th floor. Um, but uh, everybody has a floor. Their names are placked on the wall. So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the artist, you'll definitely see the artist's names on there. Yeah. And as you go, when you go into the Mosa Bowery, you go to the top of the staircase. You just say that you're going for the for the uh, Museum, Museum of, of Street Art. Museum of Street Art, and they'll escort you up on the elevator all the way to the top floor. And then from there, you'll go down the staircase and go floor to floor and see what every artist contributed mm-hmm. to the uh, exi- exhibition. Yeah. Um, and something o- super cool that they, their hotel has is that on the 21st floor, they also have the rooftop. So you can take a view of the exactly. city exactly. and then you can go down the staircase. You can have a drink great. on the rooftop or you can have yeah. a drink down on the bottom down once you get to the bottom. Exactly. Because they have a bar downstairs too. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the beauty of this exhibit is that it is one of a kind in New York. Um, in Manhattan, you're not going to see this anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a collection of over at least... 18, 20 artists. Yeah, even more. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have artists from around the world that co- co- collaborated on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, like we said, you know, it has a history of the five points as a backdrop of why we all got together for this. And it has different type of art. So while you're going down the circus, you're, you're going to see more than one style. Also more than just one concept um, with 
each each um, artist created their own theme, but like in their own way. Like right. they were given a theme, a theme, but they created in their own um, with their own um, style and style. technique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's super cool because so, you don't get to see. Let's say um, it's not just graffiti or street art. It's basically like all coming together in yeah, just yeah. one place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so looking forward to that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla, uh, in our personal lives. We've yeah. been busy. We've been doing our things. We've been doing our things, but also going out to do um, some art things that maybe we can do a recap. We can do an episode recap of our adventures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, doing doing a lot. Doing I've, been, a lot. I've been also getting busy on my iPad. That's right. New animations coming up. Effing around with Procreate. Yeah. Anybody out there who knows about Procreate, they you know what I'm up to. They look super cool, actually. What? What? They look professional. They look like you did it in the computer. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I, if you guys are following our podcast, you'll know from a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about Procreate and how excited I'm about my iPad. And mm-hmm. this week has just proven this couple of weeks have proven it was it. like a, a mind-blowing it was a mind-blowing <laughs> thing uh you know shout out to my son mr ark he introduced me to some of the export options and mm-hmm. some of the animation options and it blew my mind so i had a fucking meltdown and i just exploded all over <laughs> the internet um but on my instagram if you guys want to follow me cortez nyc on instagram or cortez nyc live stream on instagram and you'll find some of these animations that I've been posting. I have had a blast with this iPad uh, doing um, anything from rotoscoping, rotoscoping my animations uh, from a video to uh, showing animations that are step-by-step um, progress of artwork. Um, this this it's pro- amazing. This Procreate tool makes it so easy to just share your art with people and share your explorations with people. I think that's what makes yeah. it extra special and uh, and and it, and it validates everything that i said on the previous episode <laughs> that pro- you should get an ipad <laughs> procreate an ipad just get a pen tool but procreate ipad a pen tool and this is the new black book this is the new way to explore uh your uh urban art mm-hmm. your graffiti talents your lettering styles your character styles and to share it with the world to share your explorations Definitely. i think i think that that's the, like the new tool it's incredible it um, is incredible I'm and, and then also you can share your techniques because because it showed the process of the making of then people can see oh that's how he does it oh that's how he does it. Absolutely. You know? so um we're all learning when we can share our work with the world and then I guess lastly, just to recap our friends on here on the, inst- on the, uh, on the podcast um, and on Instagram, but fucking we're ready for an impeachment. I hope it happens. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> this that's has been true. brewing this week. Uh, I mean, you know what? At this point, I'm just like, you know what? You guys do whatever you want because it's, it's just crazy. Everything that keeps happening and there's not really a resolution or anything. So... We'll see, but hopefully in the next weeks. I know. <laughs> I, I listen. I, these couple of these couple of weeks since the last episode, I've been watching the news and it's been brewing and it's been brewing and, and I just see this new talk about the impeachment and all that and, and he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth more and more and deeper yeah. and deeper and I'm like, why can't this? And dude? he just have to be impeached or just leave office because he makes a mess every time he comes to New York and you know who's paying that? Us. Our taxes are paying for. 
his freaking Ridiculous police officers and freaking cars and everything else. Security. He has even snipers. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. For you, for you personally, it's, it's like too much yeah, in your it's area. Insane, insane. So he definitely has to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I just think he's got to go because it, it's, it's ridiculous that we are in this position. The most powerful, if not arguably the most powerful country in the world, and we are stuck with such a buffoon yeah as a president as a leader and and it's so obvious that it's not working out and mm -hmm. it's obvious so i'm like why are we still holding on to this it makes yeah, no sense and it doesn't work out uh, internationally it doesn't work out nationally it doesn't work out for anyone so why do we keep holding on <laughs> if i keep holding on <laughs> You got music for him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that song is too beautiful for him. Um, and then lastly, oh my uh, god, I got now I got like a bunch of ideas. Oh yeah, now you got too many ideas. Now you're the podcast queen. Oh my god, no, no, but I just remember that we watched a lot of um, like critical and social documentaries, and we didn't had a chance to really talk about it on the podcast. So maybe. That would be good. So write them down so we can do them on the next episode. Yeah, we got more episodes, it. Carla. We got like a thousand <laughs> episodes. Like you guys, I don't know. And I think lastly, what I want to do is I want to give a shout out to the haters. Oh, that's right. The haters. <laughs> <laughs> that's also another topic. That's, that's also another topic for another episode. But now no, that no, we're here. Episode. No. You know we're here for the shade. So, so also <laughs> since our last episode, just to fill in our friends here on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we we have we some, had some some beef. weird weird um weird um, clickbait weird, weird attention uh, seeking horse yeah <laughs> people out there <laughs> that that um, felt the need to like uh, give us shade. And, and tell me to fuck up. Yeah, not only, no, no. Because fuck up, it's like, okay, well, fuck up. But like, fuck you and fuck all what, this. Fuck you and where you come from and the horse I'm you like, rode in on. Yeah, what? I'm like, what? Don't <laughs> take it so personally, man. We can have a conversation about it. But, um. Yeah, so we, we had we had a couple of, uh, yeah, two incidents in uh, another yeah. podcast <laughs> that we thought we were all good. I don't yeah, understand. I know, we I thought know. we were all friends. Now, I we were all peace, peace, now friends, I'm not. Friends. I, I was kind of like a fan. Now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all could see her. Aw. Felt personally attacked. If y'all could just see her gesture. She's so sad. No, no, but um, I mean, you know, the reason why uh, the other person was feeling so overwhelmed and, you know, frustrated. They weren't secure about their Spanish. I it's could, okay. I could understand, but then at the same time, they were, um, se estaban contradiciendo. They were contradicting themselves when they were explaining their points. So I was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I just kept thinking, why then you feel so uncomfortable when you are doing what I'm saying, you should be doing. Listen, so we we welcome but we welcome whatever. listen, we welcome all haters <laughs> on Hablando Español. If just you, come, yeah, come just, and speak Spanish. Just with keep us. Spanish. You'll fuck? be fine. It will get over it. Like that. Yeah. Mira, así, se te quita así, mira. Yeah. Tan 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 y se te quitó. We're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah, todo bien. Aquí yeah. estamos para ti. Si tú quieres hablar español con nosotros, podemos hablar con español con nosotros. Yeah. Aquí and estamos. Then, and then also you do have to understand that 
Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Puerto Rican from the island. So yes, my views are going to be different from a New Yorker. Absolutely. And yes, I do think that some New Yorkers just use the Puerto Rican thing to be like, hey, I'm part of the minority. <laughs> But they're not really because they don't really represent. And that's what I was trying to say. And it's okay. Like, it's fine if that's what you want to do. And then if you feel another way, like, hey, no, um, I actually am part of the culture and I do this and I do that. Like, okay, all But right. Being, being part of the culture is not just eating the food and pretending to talk the language. Being part of the culture is being part of the culture. And right. if you're part of the culture, you're not going to be offended by the culture. So that's the point. The point is, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. offended by the culture, then obviously you feel like an outsider. But we're not trying to create outsiders no, on this show. No, not at all. So, so just if come, anybody out there who might... There. Yeah, yeah. Anybody out there, this is a message to all my, not my haters, this is a message to all the Latinos Latinos out there. All of us out there, man. Let's just support each other. We're all here speaking whatever Spanish we speak. The whole point is that you speak it. Yeah, the whole point yeah, is that yeah. you try. The whole point is that you embrace it yeah. and realize that that's what unites us. It's not what separates us. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So if you, if you see like speaking Spanish is divisional, it's like mm -hmm. dividing us, then you're on the wrong side of the track. Right, right. Speaking Spanish to us is uniting us. Yeah. It's a way of uniting people. It's a way of finding common ground. Yeah. Whether you speak it from South America or from the Caribbean or if you speak it from New York. Mm -hmm. If you're speaking it, then we're trying to bring everybody together. Yeah. Even if you just say hello, hola, goodbye, hasta luego. That's good enough. You're yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah. It's the point where you get wrapped up in all this like drama of like who speaks <laughs> it better and am I supposed to speak it or am I not supposed to speak it? What does that mean? Right. I think that's where people get locked up. And yeah, that's yeah. our message right now is... You know, it's and a big hug. It's, we're, we're sending out a big hug. You can speak Spanish. That's the whole point. Like, don't feel any type of way. You can speak Spanish and you can speak English. There's no problem. Exactly. And but we can Spanish. all be like, <laughs> but yeah, speak Spanish. <laughs> but practice your Spanish. Like, you want to be Latino, you want to be... Aquí estamos para hablar español. And you are. You are because in your blood you have that... Exactly, that, that fieriness. Fieriness if you, of yeah, Puerto Rican. Yeah, if you came at us, it's because you are Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> so so um yeah so if you if you are just practice it like there's nothing wrong with having a broken spanish just be proud of your broken spanish i'm proud of my broken english exactly that's the point and i, I understand. try it every single time like i know i say no, wrong no. stuff but no, we all you know, know. Don't use stereotypes to say like, oh, and I'm Puerto Rican, I will do this and that to you. I'll slash you, I'll, I'll cut you. I'm like, that's not good. That's not helping your case. But um, not, there's no hate, <laughs> all love. All right, we made it through um, another episode, bebas. We made it, we made it. It's another episode, oh my God, we're struggling. Episode 84, we're struggling, help us, help us. We are struggling. <laughs> But all love, all love. All right, guys. We're going to catch you guys next episode. We got another interview. Next episode, we're going to interview Mr. CTF. That's going to be that. a good one. Stay tuned.